Welcome to Side Talks. Side Talks Podcast. I haven't sang in a while. No, you, uh, you needed to get it's that in there. It's been a minute. You need to get, get that in there. Side Talks, Side Talks Podcast. Call Goldberg. Wait, oh my God, don't you do that. <laughs> 601 Oh God, that's stuck in my head oh. now forever. All right, oh, I'm Rachel Morgan. Jesus. That's Lori Craft. Let's talk about movies. What's this I'm glad that you still brought enough energy to break every Somehow. pane of glass in the studio with Somehow. that. Somehow. Man, I can't. That is a testament to how much tolerance Boutwell has for <laughs> bullshit. So we thank them. He's just able to turn the knob down. That's true. That's true. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. We all know it's coming. Well, anyway, I am, you know, I'd say this fairly early. I've seen this film. Okay. So I happen to land on it, but I've seen it. And I, I would say I'm fairly early in this the stinker. Okay. Uh, but so you, it's a film you don't like. Actually, it's a stinker, but I do like. Okay. I really enjoyed this, and I have some reasons why, but I'll get into that in a minute. All right. Let's see if you can guess it first. So we're on a beach. All right. Do you know what it is? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, one of the very buff characters says to the other shorter but very buff character, you afraid I'm going to beat your little mermaid ass? What? It's some kind of a challenge call, you know? Yeah. And then there's some other, you know, there's some other semi, sort of, kind of semi-homophobic vibing statements about, you know, this buff young man being, you know, wimpy or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, and so then they, there's a challenge to do an obstacle course hmm. to which the shorter man rips his shirt off, which no one could wait for that. And begins proceeds to do an obstacle course that goes on for quite a long time. And I did have the thought at this moment when this gentleman, who is extremely buff, was doing the obstacle course, is that a human being? Or is that are we on some are we in some new land now? Huh. Or have people completely shifted from being what I associated as being human and now look like this? <laughs> Anyway, the the joke of the joke is after a prolonged period of time of watching this very buff man, you know, scale these. It's like one of those you know American Ninja Warriors sort of thing, yeah, but, yeah, on, yeah. but on the beach. After watching him do that for a long time, the bigger buff guy is like, huh, "Funny, but that's not the obstacle course." And then they proceed to begin rolling tires at each other on the beach. Jesus. Okay, this sounds super familiar. Yep. You. you I know you know it. So. Just take a minute. If I tell you who just one of these individuals is, and you could even ask me. I mean, is this Rocky Three? No. It's not Carl Weathers and Stallone? No. Not mm. even close, actually. Yeah. What what decade are we talking here? This is a fairly recent film. Fairly recent film. Like in the last few years. So I've probably seen it. I know you've seen it. That's why it sounds familiar. Do you mean to tell you who one of these bro bros is? I guess I'm going to need you to. One of them is Zac Efron. Is it Baywatch? Yes. I hated this movie. Oh, I like it. Sam, can you make note that we're actually going to fight about Baywatch and I'm going to come in support of this thing? Why? I had the best time. Now, I granted, Corey, I did see this at Panama City Beach, Florida. Yeah, I saw it in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Which made it more enjoyable because it was ridiculous. But, you know, at the beginning, the rock comes up out of the ocean like, you know, he's going to save the day. I found this film to be slightly offensive, but all around enjoyable. Ooh, and Zac Efron does not—he does not look like a human being in this film. No, he doesn't. It he was, looks it chiseled was out of—I don't know—rubber. 
Anyway. Yeah. This is Baywatch. I'm surprised, even though you didn't like it, that you didn't get it. I had Are you no, a little shocked? I had no, I really don't remember anything about yeah. this movie. And I saw it in a theater. I just, I remember hating it and not laughing. And then uh, that was the extent of my, you know, Baywatch thing. Well, I can tell you, too, that Baywatch, the TV show, was shot in San Diego, which is a you know, uh, recent pick a city. But I'm not sure that Baywatch, the movie, was shot in San Diego. If it was, maybe part of it was. But interestingly, a significant portion of this film was shot in Tybee Island, Georgia, which oh, is really? about 15 miles, 15 minutes, probably even less miles from Savannah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I will, That's weird. We'll come back with, the, with our retraction on san diego and i will include whether or not this indeed was shot there huh but yeah that's the what's the shit and you got one wrong sorry i got it right i just had to take an actor's name for it oh uh, i don't know does it count you tell us podcast at sidewalkfest.com <laughs> for over one million years rachel and Corey have talked and now they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time their list of the top 200 films. All right, it's time to jump back into our top 200 films of all time. Today, we are going to start with number 64 and work our way back to number 57. So I'll kick things off today, Rachel. Um, This is a really (laughs) weirdly highbrow eight movies for me. Um, Huh. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to get a little snooty in here and pretentious. Oh, wow. Shocker. Starting with this first one, number 64, a film uh, by Mr. Ingmar Bergman. Heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, The film is called Persona. Um, oh boy, it's such a film school list. It's a fi- this is the film school part of my list, but Persona is a movie that hit me like a lightning bolt the first time I saw it. It was one of those just like, oh shit, this is ground zero. Yeah. Um, this is where most of the things that I love seem to have been sprung from. Like somebody seeing Persona and then saying, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it, it's just... It's always interesting to see where your favorite stuff comes from and then for that thing to also become a favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened with Persona. Cool. A uh, little bit of a different vibe <laughs> and certainly more recent. My number 64 is a film from 2019 called Emma, not E-M-M-A. Don't get confused, but E-M-A. It was a 2020 sidewalk uh, featured film and spoiler alert at least in the moment though it won't be when this is when you hear this uh, Emma is also in the 2021 lineup because the damn thing is so good I wanted to screen it again yeah nobody's seen it it's nobody's so seen it. good it's amazing it's a, a Chilean film directed by I'm probably gonna mess the name up but I believe it's uh, uh, Pablo Lorraine that's correct thank you for and you know what he's got coming out later this year I don't a movie called Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart as Uh-oh. Princess Diana. Oh, I didn't realize he was uh, he yep. was directing that. That's cool. Yeah, and he he previously directed Jackie with Natalie Portman, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is a great movie. Uh, but Emma rules. Emma Emma's rules. so good. It's and, so good. Um, if you're hearing this before the Sidewalk Film Festival, make a priority to see Emma if you haven't, because it's great. 
And it is currently scheduled to be my Sunday morning pick. Sick. At the Alabama Theater. That's good. First thing Sunday. <laughs> so get a cup of coffee. So and get go a cup see... of coffee and get ready to see a woman burn shit to the ground. Emma is going to wake your ass up if that <laughs> coffee doesn't. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if, if the film doesn't wake you up, just the lead actress alone will burn the retina straight out of your fucking head. De- definitely. Anyway, moving on. Great movie. Number 63, another great movie. Um, it's Alain Rene's Hiroshima Mon Amour. <laughs> Talk about burning the fucking retinas out of your head, right? Talk about burning shit to the ground. Oh, Oh, but this movie's so good. This this elliptical little puzzle box of a romance and historical reckoning and it just it it's just one of the most beautiful movies ever made nobody did it like renee i just love this movie and this this honestly you know we joked about this being like uh, a film school section of my list this is. is definitely a movie i saw for the first time in in dr butler's class at, at ua so for sure um love it intensely influential like it oh, doesn't totally. come more influential than this so um and a and a I, if i'm remembering correctly great little runtime on this thing right like it, a very oh it is it is a efficient real tight little uh, i think it's about 90 minutes long yeah. you're in and you're out yeah a uh, little bit of a, a different direction as is usually <laughs> the case this one's being brought to you by the one and only russ meyer hey it is beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and this thing is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, yep, this is my happening, and it's freaking me out. We screened this very shortly before COVID hit at the cinema, and I had never seen this on, you know, projected on a screen. Right. I believe Sam can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we screened it from DCP. And oh my god, I had I felt like I'd never seen the film before. It was kind of like seeing Suspiria and that beautiful 4K oh, at, the, at the Alabama Theater, where you feel like I thought I'd seen this film, and bitch, I had not seen this film. And Beyond the Valley of the Dolls was that experience, and it is part of what solidified its place on my list. It's a great film. Nice. Nice. Uh, number 62, a movie that comes up every now and again on this podcast. Um, I don't know if it was previously on your list. Um, I think it was. We certainly have talked about it enough. It's yeah. Mike Nichols, The Graduate. Oh, yeah. I think I think we may have already hit it on my list. Yeah. It's definitely on my list somewhere. Yeah. Um, would be surprised if it weren't. Um, what great else? film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great film. What, what are you going to say about it? I mean, what can you say about it? Really, it's a classic. If you, this is one of those ones that if you haven't seen this, stop, pull the car off the road, you know, get up off the couch, whatever it is, and go watch this film now. Yep, yep. One of the best endings of all time. Um, For sure. And so much else to recommend about it too. Well, I'm coming in with from 2014, one of the scariest films I've ever seen up there. And if I had a list of top ten scariest films ever made. It is a f- documentary called Who Took Johnny? Yeah, I still haven't seen this. I know that you love it because I you've talked about it throughout the years. Yeah. It's come up. Um, and um, I just I, – I, I missed it. I think you programmed it at Sidewalk and I I've, missed it that year. It's horrifying. It is one of the only films – I think one of two occasions uh-huh. when we programmed a film and what used to be before we had the cinema, our screen talk series. That's what I'm thinking of. That's right. And we screened it there and then it screened at the festival uh, okay. because my good friend who's a producer uh, – actually how I met him, Michael Galinsky, is producer on this film. And he really wanted to come to the festival, was working on a short film in South Alabama. And it, it just – I was like, if you can come talk about this film and – contextualize this thing for everybody it is worth and it's worth more eyes on it it is is an incredible incredible film and in the in the grand scheme of the sort of it hits that 
uh, true crime, the popularity of true crime films and episodic that's happening right now, sure, along sure. with cults, <laughs> along with sort of conspiracy theorists, it, it hits all of those notes. It is it is an incredible, incredible film. Yeah, I, I've got to finally just check it out. I've yeah. heard so much about it for so long. I, I have no excuse. I've seen some of Michael Galinsky's other stuff in yeah. producing or helping program the festival. And yeah, I, I just need to check this one out. Um, my number 61, we're back to, I mean, we haven't left film school territory. Um, but I mentioned, um, Jean Renoir's Grand Illusion uh, a couple entries ago. We're back to Renoir with, of course, the rules of the game, uh, his masterpiece, uh, about the French bourgeoisie and their, you know, fuckery in the eve of complete collapse. Um, it's the best. Uh, it's so good. Everything about it is so good. It's so well-written and constructed. And, and uh, I mean, just watch it. It's amazing. My number 61. <laughs> <laughs> I agreed. Uh, my number 61 is everybody go ahead and buckle up, get ready for it. You're going to be angry. You're going to have all kinds of emotions. You're going to be, maybe send me an email. Uh-oh. It's fucking dogville. I'm not yeah, well, look, you know my feelings on Dogville. <laughs> this is a this is a pro Dogville podcast all around. Uh, so I'm not arguing with you one bit there. You wanna watch it? Um it's been a long time actually. <laughs> I, I should put it on one day. Oh, it is a it is a challenge of a film. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just hard finding the three hours that you want to devote to that. Um to intense nihilism and right. cruelty. Yeah. Um Von Trier though, you know, what can you say? I mean, we've said a lot. <laughs> well, I will say this. if and, and I don't say this just to like for shock value or blah, 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 blah. If you have never seen this film, I would be shocked if you were not changed after you watch it. If you make it all the way through, start to finish, don't doze off, don't take a break, sit down and commit to this thing and watch it. You'll be a different person when it's over. So your girl, Nikki. My girl, Nikki K. 2004. Uh-huh. This comes out. Yeah. The Stepford Wives remake comes out. <laughs> and then Birth comes out. I know. Talk about whiplash. I mean, <laughs> you know, she has, I let me defend her a little bit. She has one funny line in a Stepford Wives film. One funny line. Anyway, moving on. I'm glad on. somebody does. <laughs> and that's really the only thing at all worth even a minute of the screen time for that thing. Yeah, that thing's garbage. Um, number 60... The Stepford, what? No. Um, number 60 is a movie that's going to sound like a film school pick, but I saw it when I was in high school, which I think is not going to surprise you one bit. Loved it then. Um, it's, you know, it was called Prescient then. I guess you could still call it Prescient. Um, the, the great Sidney Lumet film from 1976, Network, uh, okay. with a screenplay by Patty Chayevsky. Yeah. Uh, you got Peter Finch, you got William Holden, Faye Dunaway, Robert Duvall. Uh, the late, great Ned Beatty shows up for a scene in there, Beatrice Strait. Um, everybody's screaming at each other about journalism ethics uh, as things kind of go off the rails, um, which is my favorite type of movie. Um, yeah. And uh, I love it. Love Network a lot. Yeah. I mean, you've got a whole little uh, film school series going on over oh, there. Oh, it just gets worse. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, here's my film school pick. Okay. The Thin Blue Line, oh, of directed course. by Errol Morris. Yeah. It doesn't get more influential than this, either in the world of documentary film. Great film. Uh, in some ways, an odd little film. And, yeah, good one. I mean, just the use of, of recreations in this movie, you could write a 
a thesis on yeah. and, and just what Morris is doing with um, the recreating the, the crime and, and showing the recreation from different angles and different perspectives and, and really just, just dialing in on, on the story and, and uh, watching the story just sort of collapse, you know, the, the yeah. story, official story that, that put a man behind bars. Um, it's a, wild ride yeah it's it's a wild ride and it's also it's also one that as it as it unravels even even today with so much work that is followed that is similar that follows the same trajectory that takes notes from this film it is still really really compelling to watch and it is i think one of the very earliest if not the earliest examples of errol morris's obsession with what memory is yes how it how as human beings we portray such and react to such and how much it how much it makes up the world that we move through anyway great film great filmmaker errol morris agreed all right number 59 on my list this this might perk things up a little bit from the yeah. film school um section uh it is from the 1970s though a 1977 film called star wars <laughs> directed by george lucas oh, and i shocker. guess we're going to use this entry to stand in for the star wars saga as a whole okay but i feel like if i had to pick one i'd go with the original i'd go oh. with star wars no jar jar binks you know we're gonna leave jar jar oh. off of this well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move here and I, and go with my 59. Sort of popping the fun up a little bit here as well from both of our lists. Really, I mean, it's hard to get more fun than Dogville, but I'm about to do it. <laughs> and that is with uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, Mean Girls is great. My girl Lilo's in it, and 2004, and it's a great damn film. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's so good in that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, 58 from me, Ernst Lubitsch's Ninochka. Um, which is a wonderful uh, screwball comedy with Greta Garbo as a yep. uh, stone-faced Soviet whose um, facade is melted a little bit by Donna Michi in Paris as she sort of like gets to, uh, you know, enjoy the fruits of capitalism and, and some, you know, um, some of the finer things in life. It's just such a funny movie. Well, I see that. And uh, I will I will give you my 58. It's Richard Linklater's Slacker. Nice. Which we don't have to say too much about because we've talked about this one in detail when we went through the Linklater lightning round. I will just say the one thing I left out when we talked about um, Slacker and the lightning round is that one of the most memorable moments of this film and that has stuck with me ever since is the individual on the street who's trying to uh, sell Madonna's pap smear. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to close out my section of this list with number 57, Robert Bresson's Pickpocket. Oh, nice. Perfect that is little movie. Such a, such a film school little lineup you've got there and so different than mine because let me, let me land mine right now and take you back to 1999 with the one and only American movie. American movie now on the Criterion Channel, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I got I got to rewatch that because I love American movie it's, too. It's it's pretty amazing, really hilarious, and sta- and stands the test of time in, in terms of just being rip roaring funny. No matter how many times I watch it, it's, it's you know definitely it's, it's there. So that is uh, our latest entries on the top two hundred. Next time, 
we'll pick things up uh, with numbers 56 through 49. We're trucking right along We're getting here. close. We're getting close. So we want to hear what you think, uh, whether you agree, disagree, or disagree with our lists, or want to share your own favorite movies, podcast at SidewalkFest.com. Send us an email. Let us know. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We are your own personal cinematic Gucci and Chanel. Oh, boy. I could have said Versace. So are, are you happy um, or are you interested in the upcoming film House of Gucci? I am. I'm I am very interested. Very I, I don't, interested, too. I'm not a huge um, you know, Adam Driver fan. Ooh, really? I know. I He's know. great. He, he, I, it is not. It's nothing personal against him in terms of his abilities as an actor. I think he's probably, you know, I he's fine. <laughs> he's competent. I just, something about him I don't like. Okay. There's some, something, there's something, I'm going to try to put my finger on it. Well, maybe you'll enjoy seeing him get murdered. <laughs> I will definitely enjoy it. I will definitely enjoy that. But I, the, the early photos of this that everybody, you know, has been posting and reposting. Yeah. They pretty, look amazing. Pretty enjoyable. Um, Lady Gaga, you know, looking Lady Gaga. Hell yeah. Anyway, thanks to Beltwell Studios. We appreciate them so much. Thanks to you for listening. Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media where you can find cinema showtimes. And don't forget to get your tickets and passes to the Sidewalk Film Festival, downtown Birmingham, coming up at the end of August. Real close if you're, by the time you're hearing this. Get those tickets. Get those passes. Come see some movies with us. Bye. Beltwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words our expertise.